everyone. Hi. We're back. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just stay quiet about that one. Um, we're on break from school and we have had a little bit of time to breathe for once. And so we thought we'd bring you another podcast. Yeah, and go out there and get some inspiration and get some stories for y'all, fresh, fresh and juicy. Yes, and with that being said, the way that we want to start this episode is with a good old-fashioned <laughs> trigger warning. <laughs> so, just know that everything said in this episode is satire or hearsay. Nothing can be used in the court of law. Some things may trigger some individuals and opinions expressed are also satire. Therefore, please do not cancel us. And just remember, it's all satire. Yeah, because (laughs) satire. Sheesh. Sheesh. On God. On God. All right. So... Surprise, surprise, Mm. we're both still single. (laughs) (laughs) They're like, at this point, whoever's been listening to our podcast throughout the whole time, being like, how are you going to give me dating advice when you're still single? But (laughs) here you go, we're not giving you dating advice. Well, I mean, my first piece of advice is build a relationship with your career instead of someone else. Yeah, I think getting comfortable with with being single and getting to know yourself as a person and not rushing to get into a relationship because a lot of the times we rush to get into a relationship and be with someone, um, but you got to settle it down and be comfortable with being by yourself and being yourself and just having some me time. But with that being said, a lot of sacrifices of being in a relationship comes after you settle it down and learn how to be on your own. Yeah, I mean, I think we both see being in a relationship as a big sacrifice. We have a little topic that we will debate later in the episode that has a lot to do with what degree of sacrifice you should make, because Diana and I disagree a little bit on that. Um, But I think that you should just work on your career, put yourself first in your 20s, and if you're a guy... Put some numbers on the board. Yeah. <laughs> you need to get your reps in. Honestly, I'm I'm 25 now, and, and I'm in graduate school. Really? And um, you'd be surprised by the 25-year-old men who ha- haven't put much numbers on the board versus the ones who have. It shows. <laughs> <laughs> you tell me how does it show. I mean, if you're just, like, super inexperienced with women in general or in the bedroom it's pretty clear at this point and I hope that nobody holds out for the reason of the old-fashioned reasons of not wanting to you know have too high of a body count to me having a high body count is really attractive as long as everything's clean it means that you have a ton of experience to draw on yeah it means that you're you're gonna do some good job in the bedroom (laughs) yeah and we yeah. can ex- experiment here and there also. Together. Usually it, it it does seem to correlate. Yeah. But anyway, moving forward. Lately, Diana and I have been um, going out to the bars and clubs. Because this fool came over 
for last week from LA. She's staying at my place as of the date of recording this. Uh, <laughs> I don't know where she's gonna be at later. I'm living a nomadic lifestyle. Yeah, yeah. So she she's everywhere, and the same time she's nowhere. But call me Mrs. Worldwide. Yeah, here you go. The ex is <laughs> ally. Of so powers. cringy. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so I. Since, you know, finishing finals, we want to celebrate, and we've been yeah. going out to the clubs and the bars, and I'm just happy to be back in the Bay Area since mm-hmm. I'm now in <laughs> Los Angeles. Um, so, <clears throat> mm, disgusting, gross. gross. Okay. Um, so, we wanted to tell you about our little guide to how to get free drinks at the bar yeah. or the club. Because I have yet to pay for a single one since I've been here. <laughs> Listen, I have a little bit of a problem about that one. Not about this topic, it's just um, I have this inner personality that wants to be dominant and insert, yes, you have heard that correctly, insert my dominance by buying everyone a drink, but that never happens because every time I try to do it it gets declined and someone else gets our my drink well or she brought she brought one round of shots last night um but we drink how many well we have a lot of drinks but yeah. I, like I said I haven't paid for any yeah I know drinks. so I will take it I'll <laughs> give it to you it's your so, time so my number one tip is either forget or lose your credit card <laughs> at the bar Hey, that happened to me once. I forgot my credit card at the bar. Oh, man, you're that girl. Right, uh, it happened to me once. <laughs> Only once. I, I did lose my credit card um, at the club the first night we went out here, which was unfortunate and actually super inconvenient. But, um, <laughs> I yeah, so I just actually can't buy myself any drinks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but our actual tips for how to <laughs> to get free drinks is first of all, um if you if you're a female and you wear heels to the club and you're a little bitch like I am, you need to sit down <laughs> every once in a while <laughs> because I can't stand for that long in 3-inch heels. So since Diana actually didn't join me at the club that night, she was a little clubbed out. Um, and my other female friends left early, I would just go sit down on the outside of the area of the club, still in the club, on, on like the chairs and, or sorry, the booths and, um, random people would just, you know, approach me Hmm. and we'd start a conversation that usually leads to, can I buy you a drink? And the answer is always yes. Beautiful. So that's a great way to do it. Just sit down by yourself. I know you want to grab your friend to sit with you, but just sit down by yourself and don't go on your phone. Life hack. And the other tip is really similar to that. Go to the bathroom by yourself. (laughs) I know that we don't do that as girls, (laughs) but if you walk to the bathroom by yourself, you're going to go past a bunch of people and conversations in the bathroom line. Trust. It's a good way. Yeah, no, I can totally agree to that. And actually, last night at the bar, um, (laughs) we have a little story to share with y'all. Oh, no. So, this is a great way to get free drinks at the bar. Okay, let me back up. Uh So, we're sitting at this really cool dive bar in Oakland. 
Mm-hmm. And I know Diana's type. <laughs> yeah, she does. She, she can see it faster than I do. I can see it from across the bar. And I noticed this guy who seems really into the music that's playing. There's a live band. And he looks like he's by himself, from what I can tell. He's well-dressed. And I tell Diana to go talk to him. I was like, he's not here with a girl. Go talk to him. And all of a sudden, he turns around and starts to walk outside of the bar or towards the exit of the bar. And I said, go, go, go. Like, he's leaving. And I'm very proud of her because she went. She she did bring our other friend with her. Yeah. On no excuse of, we're trying to get a drink. Yeah, but you, she started talking to this guy. And, of course, he, like, buys her the drinks. Turns out the guys are both very wealthy, Harvard-educated lawyers <laughs> who work in Silicon Valley. for star- Lawyers for startups. It doesn't get much wealthier than that. And so the rest of our drinks for the night were not paid for by us. (laughs) Point being, um, find a friend who can wing woman you from across the bar. Yo, we were sitting and then she's like, Diana, that man looks like your type. And so my ass, there was another couple that was right there, right? And, like, girl seemed to be standing right in front of the guy. But it was just my imagination, I guess. I was like, oh, he's taken. And my was like, no, I have been watching I know what him. a man looks like when he's taken. And that ain't it. <laughs> Here we go. She's like, I've been watching. He's not taking. You're going. Um, but, yeah. One of the things is you're going to try to approach people. doesn't matter, like, what kind of gender you are. Just come up and approach them. The way I did approach it is um, I have spotted through the crowd, and then I came up and was like, mm-hmm. are you in line for the bar? Yeah, just talk to them normally. Yeah. I mean, that's my best advice. Any yeah. kind of, like, rehearsed line is going to sound weird. Yeah. But um, with that being said, we wanted to talk about some other interesting approach stories. Oh, my God. <laughs> Okay, so I... You tell me. Uh-huh. I, you tell me. How is I have, LA? I have um, some interesting experiences in Los Angeles. Wait, the first one actually is here in Oakland, though. Really? This happened a while ago, and we meant to tell it on the podcast, oh. but we did not. It's a beautiful Saturday afternoon in Oakland. I'm walking by myself to get coffee and go to Target. Mm. You know. Setting the scene right. Setting the scene. And... As I am waiting to cross the street at our favorite coffee shop, a man comes up to me. And this is a line (laughs) that I get a lot. Um, It's, do I know you from somewhere? The classic. It's a classic. It's not my least favorite, Mm -hmm. but it's not great because it's a canned line. It's not supernatural. Yeah. And he kind of approaches me from behind, which is always kind of scary. And, but it is broad daylight. There's people around. So he starts talking to me. He says he works in consulting in San Francisco. Oh, it's that story. Yes. Yes. (laughs) And so I'm like, no, no, I don't think you would know me. Like, blah, blah, blah. So then he starts saying, oh, do you use SA? SA? And I'm like... 
and mind you, this guy's British, so he has like an interesting accent that I'm, so, I, so. I don't know if that's a something from the UK. <laughs> I don't know what he's saying. And so I'm like, uh, no, I don't know what that is. So finally he says, seeking arrangements. Huh? <laughs> I do know what that is. Huh. And can you, can you know enlighten us? Oh, well, seeking arrangements, if you're not familiar, is a website where it's usually like some sort of sugaring situation, like a sugar daddy or sugar mama, whatever. You're seeking some kind of arrangement. Um, actually, one of our friends met her fiance on seeking arrangements. Oh yeah, fiance. So no, she's that arrangement worked out. Um, for some people for some people so he says seeking arrangements to me and I'm like oh, I know what this I know how this is about to go <laughs> and I said no I'm not on seeking arrangements and he asked me if I've ever had a sugar daddy before and I go nope I haven't and he gives me his phone number I ask him how old he is I think he was like 42 or something he's like a British Indian dude um not attractive. <laughs> and so um, he gives me his number. I give him my number because um, fuck it. And so he's texting me later on during the day and we're negotiating. This lady always gets herself into some kind of trouble. <laughs> well, he... We were driving in my car and she was like, Oh, like he has texted me and this mm-hmm. and that. Yeah, yeah. We well, you got to negotiate your price for the sugar daddy. Yeah, yeah. So, so how he, much was yours? So I asked him like what he usually pays his girls because he said that he recently had one relationship that had just ended because she moved away, and he said anywhere between fifteen hundred to three thousand a month. And I was like, okay. And what he really wanted to do was, like, take me to get my nails done and my hair done and on dates and stuff. He wanted, I guess, to make me look better. <laughs> He's like, you look okay. And then, he, oh, he also tells me that I'm his type. And I go, and what type is that? He goes, thick, tall girls. I was like, fuck you. <laughs> Uh, so, <laughs> so, as a smart businesswoman that I oh. am, <laughs> is that so? I negotiate to 5000 a month, and, oh, and what I get out of that, I say, 5000 a month, we meet once a month to have dinner, no touching. <laughs> um... So pretty much losing the money. Uh, yeah, so he's pretty much just gifting it to me. Yeah. Um, Which is as it should. Yeah. yeah, I mean, charity is good karma. Yeah. Um, oh, God. So, unfortunately, I think I bartered a little out of his price range because he ended up ghosting me after that. Oh, no. I know. I know. I should have said 3000 Just gone with the upper end of what he said. But, you know, I was trying to know my worth. Oh, yeah, as you should. You're worth it easy, even, even more than 5000 but that's just my intake. You know, and if anyone has ever had a sugaring situation happen before, you know that they are very customizable. Um, but usually the person doesn't just approach you in broad daylight on the street. So yeah. that was a bold move. I guess he really just 
saw this tall, thick girl, apparently, white girl, and was like, I want that. But after I make it a little bit better with the nails and the hair and everything. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to, I kind of sugarcoat her. Sugarcoat. <laughs> Um, so that's the random <laughs> shit that happens to me. Well, fucking daily. Oh my god. And I have one more story from Los Angeles about, that I thought was so funny. I can't believe that this happened. Oh no. Ladies. I was on a date with this guy who I've been seeing for a little while. And, um, I had to park my car somewhere separately um from him and then I was walking back with his friends to meet up with them we're like kind of on like a double date situation Mm -hmm. and (laughs) oh no so um I'm I'm walking to meet him outside this cafe and we're like pre-gaming before we go in somewhere and as I walk I'm on campus where I go to school and as I'm walking across campus, this man kind of intercepts and approaches me out of nowhere. It's it's like, it's nighttime, so it's kind of dark. And I was, like, looking at my date walking towards him. Mm-hmm. I'm still, like, a good 40 feet away from him. So he gets out of earshot. But his friends and the, the other couple we're on the date with and him are all watching oh, this happen. No! So this man intercepts me and stops me and I don't know if this is one of those guys who's just like really good at like pickup artistry or whatever because he was determined. Mm. Um, is that so? Yeah. Um, his name was Manny. I'm just going to throw <laughs> Damn, him. you're fucking shameless. <laughs> um, okay, so at first I thought that he was in my class, like, and one of my classmates approaching me and saw me on campus or something. Turns out, no. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Turns out, no. Oddly. <laughs> oddly enough. Um, so this man is relentless, though. He is hitting on me so hard and so clear, like, the body language. It's like, this mm. cannot be just a random classmate or person I'm interacting with. Mm. And mind you, I just can't believe my date was watching this happen the whole time. So, I still can believe that nothing, like, he didn't come up and, like, throw hands or be like, hey, Meredith, you know, like... I'm surprised by that, too. I mean, I think he didn't know how to react and he wasn't sure what was happening. But basically, this guy is super insistent on getting my number. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't have done this, but I... Gave it to him. Oh, no. But, oh, yes, go. <laughs> well, I'm on a date with someone else. And um, he gives me a hug, too, before I leave. Mm. So this guy That's has just wholesome. witnessed me give another guy my number and a hug right in front of him on a date. And then uh, I walk back up to my date like nothing happened. <laughs> And he didn't even bring it up or anything? Dude, I mean, mind you, this guy has seen some markings on my body from other people before, and I have just fully gaslit him into saying I have no idea what's happening. The gaslighting queen. Yes, girl boss, gaslight gatekeep. (laughs) (laughs) So, um... (laughs) 
after yeah so i was actually offended afterwards that he didn't get upset at all about that wouldn't hmm. you be yeah but also do Oh, yeah, I guess. Even, like, a little bit? Like, I would be a little bit, because, I mean, we're clearly on a date together. It's kind of like a double a date, and then the guy is approaching me, and you're not going to do anything other. Like, I... I don't know. If I saw a girl do the same thing to a man that I was on a date with, I would be mad. I'd be furious. I'd be like... Uh huh. Yeah, I would be really upset. I mean, I think that maybe he was embarrassed... And so he didn't say anything, or he's trying to not come across as, like, jealous type. Maybe, or he's, like, he doesn't want to claim anything, and he thinks that's going to, you know, push you away a little bit. Because it was, like, what kind of date was it? Was it a first or second date? Oh, dude, it's, like, our sixth or seventh date. Oh. But we just never talked about being in a relationship or anything like that. Being exclusive? Yeah. No, we have not. Yeah, but still, I'll yeah no, I'll get like a, upset that he didn't come up. If it's like sixth and seventh date, oh yeah no. Yeah, I don't know. Like, what are you gonna do if I was like in danger or something? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, just maybe a word to the wise. Jealousy is a tool that you can sometimes utilize. Yeah, you so, don't have to go off and stuff, but just come up and be like, is everything okay? Or call in the name or something. Yeah. No. Yeah. You don't have to like walk up and make out with me. Oh, please but... do not do yeah, that. Yeah, don't I'm do that. I'm going to kill you. <laughs> but, um, so, I don't know. What can we take away from that? I think take away for the boys, if you have, if you see a guy approaching a girl in that fashion, you come up and you try to show that you care for her and be like "Mm, what's up what's happening here and kind of swoop her away from that conversation and show a little bit more dominance yeah um instead of just standing there and doing nothing yeah yeah i mean one of the this reminds me of like one of the texts i received from another guy i was dating for a second in la um i posted like an instagram story out at a restaurant that's like it's called met him at a bar, met her at a bar. It's a pretty clearly a date restaurant. And he responds to my Instagram story and goes, finish up your date and come on out with a real one. Oh my God. I know. Like that's the kind of shit that I want. Oh my God. That's kind of kinky. Like, confidence. And confidence. And the fact that he did not give a fuck that I was on another date because he knew it was going to be better. <laughs> And I did, in fact, finish up my date and go on a date with a real one. As you should. All right. You know. <laughs> but, like, that leads me into another point that I wanted to talk about. Um, I, what do you think about being called a baby girl? For example, if I have a guy that you are in date with, and you're like, hey, mm-hmm. baby girl, what's happening here? Wait, which one? The one from the first part of the night, or the second part of the night, or the other, the story? The, wait, uh, hold up, I'm so lost now. Uh, no, I, it's the one where you're on the campus. Like, if he was like, hey, baby girl, what's happening out there? How would you react by him calling you a baby girl? Um... It depends how hmm. he used it. Hmm. So th- this is where you and I differ a lot because I'm hella submissive and like if guys do stuff confidently, <laughs> I'll usually go with it. But I know you don't fuck with that. No, no, I did not. <laughs> I mean, like, 
I have I had a, a I have a story, but we had a conversation with me and like one of my friends who's a guy, and he was pretty dominant. Um, and so once somehow we got into a conversation about being called a baby girl. He never called me that way because he would be not in my friend zone. I'm joking. Uh, but we started talking, and he's like, "I am fucking confused." When can I use baby girl and our own who? Because it seems like different girls don't like to be called baby girl and other girls like to be called baby girl. And I just don't know what's happening. Dude, so, that's so crazy. Are girls different from each other? Damn, I know. Who would have thought? I know. <laughs> They're human beings too. Jesus. I, God, they have opinions and thoughts. Wow. Wow. <laughs> and they have feelings. What is this? No, not that one. Oh, uh, no, no. Okay. They're just Barbie dolls. Um. Anyways, and so to continue the conversation, it was like I was. Uh, tell I told him I was like, well, if you need a tip, I was like, if you see a girl that is a bit more kind of in submissive way, mm-hmm. um, acts in front of you, um, and then a little bit more girly girl, then she will like to be called a baby girl. But mm-hmm. once you will see a more dominant girl, that's like boss queen which the other one is boss queen too but that one the dominant one is like it's Girl or boss. rip the throat out or you know talk to me normally and if you call like once you read the body language of that girl or the way she presents herself, do not call her a baby girl because she wouldn't want to like it because I'm that way and I don't like it. <laughs> Can I tell you my my theory on when when it's okay to yeah <laughs> call her baby girl? If you are putting it down in the bedroom, I guarantee you, you can call her whatever. She'll call you whatever. It doesn't matter. (laughs) Mm. I've had guys say the craziest fucking things to me in the bedroom that I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, if you're putting it down, we're going to, I'm going to keep it pushing. We're going to go with it and be like, okay, yeah. Love that. (laughs) Oh, no. Uh, No, but it's also... It kind of comes into, like, being a little bit of a kink, too. Yeah. I just don't, like... Like, just don't call me baby girl in the bedroom, or you're gonna... We're just gonna stop right there and then. You can call me baby girl. (laughs) (laughs) So this is where we're different when it comes to this. You and I have really different types, too. And speaking of types, so some penises are small. Mm. And some aren't. So... mm. (laughs) (laughs) Don't tell me about how I type Um, about that, too. (laughs) Listen, I've been... I've been around the river bend. Oh. And... so. Yeah. And... You can never tell. I don't care what ethnicity, how tall, how big a person is. You cannot tell how big their penis is until you see it in person. You just, you can, sometimes it's correlated, but there are times where it's not. (laughs) So, I just want to shout out a little tip to all of the boys on the smaller end. Oh, wow. my, you are so polite. My micro penis kings. Never mind. 
<laughs> not micro penis, but if you're under five inches, I'm not sure what is the threshold for micro penis. It could be under five. I don't know. <laughs> um, <laughs> if that's the Y'all case, heard it. <laughs> if that's the case, um, you might ask to, you know, to what? Try out God's blind eye. Honestly, okay, if you're a girl and you've never liked anal or always been, like, scared of it, it could be because they're packing too much heat. (laughs) But if you meet a guy and you're like, wow, he's so great, but, um... The D's a little too... It's a little... Too micro. Fun fun size situation down there. Um, You might be into anal. It could be good Oh, my God. (laughs) And if you feel like trying it for the first time and the guy you're hooking up with is, you know, not well endowed, mm. this could be your time. Like, make sure that you use condom and Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stuff. You know, do be your prepared. due diligence. Yeah. Um, but with that being said, I also want to dispel the belief that ultra large is the best. Oh, yeah. It's not. Okay, let's... Wait, hold up. Let's break it down. First of all, explain to me why you think for small D is better. It's going to fit in her booty hole. Better. Okay, yeah. thank you. Yeah. Let's act like they're five years old. You know, they don't understand anything. God's a blind eye. Excuse me. You know, they're all Sorry, like, I'm uh, using old Christian terminology. Yeah, not in my Christian household. Uh, thank you very much. <laughs> and then the extra large... Yeah, extra large. Okay, so that I mean, there's girth and there's length, and if you have extra large both, oh honey, you know, <clears throat> pussy doesn't stretch <laughs> too much. Yeah, and the inside of a person doesn't stretch either. I mean, if you hit me in the cervix, it's just like not a good time. Mm-hmm. I like it medium. Shmedium. medium situation is is ideal. <laughs> and that ranges upwards of five inches, but below seven, for sure. <laughs> seven is a lot. So basically six inches. Six is pretty ideal with, like, I don't know, like, the girth of, like, you know, one of those, like, Persian cucumbers, like the skinnier ones. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Not the regular ones. <laughs> <laughs> not she knows <laughs> her type. <laughs> not to dick shame any of you. But to dick shame. No, I don't know. This is just preference. I mean, yeah. um, I've tried. I've tried both. Um, I actually don't know which is worse. To be honest, if extra extra big or extra extra small. How? Okay, you have to break that one down. Well, because okay, extra extra small. I'm like. Is anything happening? I don't really know. <laughs> Could be, couldn't be. You know? It's a coin toss. Extra, extra large? Oh, I know! <laughs> and I'm afraid. <laughs> you want to talk about naked and afraid? <laughs> That's it. <laughs> I want to be able to walk tomorrow. <laughs> I'm afraid of being disabled, okay? <laughs> but I'm also afraid 
I'm not feeling anything. <laughs> so shmedium. <laughs> Moving forward. <laughs> Diana's legit crying. <laughs> I think this is going to be my favorite episode. Only oh because <laughs> of this comment. So. <laughs> oh my god, I'm crying. Alright, I'm going to have to intro the next topic while you pull yourself together. <laughs> Get it together. Okay, our next topic is what we mentioned in the beginning of the episode, which is about um, something that me and Diana had a long pillow talk conversation <laughs> disagreeing on. Until oh, like three in the morning. Yes, and shout out to her also for hearing all of my demon time <laughs> thoughts. This poor girl. Sometimes my mind is a really dark cavern of horrible things. <laughs> and this girl, and I'm just like way too honest. <laughs> So this was this was right before I got into like demon demon time, but we we were discussing the topic of cheating, which I have lots of controversial opinions on. You do you do I do too. But what we were talking about at the beginning of the episode was the sacrifice of being in a relationship, and so this sacrifice I think is because the cheating is not just putting your pee pee somewhere it shouldn't be. Um, cheating is, can be emotional cheating as well, or just, like, doing inappropriate, sus-looking things that make your partner question the relationship. And so here's a big point of contention between me and Diana. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um... Because I've certainly been the girl that your boyfriend tells you not to worry about before. Mm -hmm. So I think that if you get into a relationship, you no longer get to hang out with members of the opposite sex one-on-one. And this is where I disagree on. (laughs) Yeah. Only, like, one of the reasons why I, I understand that point and I see... Your point. Mm-hmm. However, we're putting big words out here. However, I think that <clears throat> if it's a okay, listen, it's not a secret. Both you and I have a lot of guy friends. Yeah, and I'm not gonna stop hanging out with my guy friends just because I got a boyfriend. Mm-hmm. We've been friends before a boyfriend. Mm-hmm. This is not gonna change anything. The same way I'm not, I'm not gonna stop hanging out with my girlfriends only because I got a boyfriend. Mm-hmm. I don't think so. Won't change. That's where I have some relationships with my guy friends where we hang out one on one. Sure, that's totally normal. And I do too with my yeah. guy friends and stuff. And that's where I say that if it's someone new, I'm in a relationship and I meet a new guy. Mm-hmm. And we're like hella clicking together, and we feel like you know friends and blah blah. Yes, this is where I agree. I wouldn't go one on one grabbing beer or mm-hmm. whatever together. Mm-hmm. Maybe grabbing a coffee, um, just like talking or something. Okay. Like, depending what you're talking about, too. Maybe like you know, for my case, maybe they're artists, and we're talking about you know graphic design or whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, but if it's like a dinner, kinder lit dinner. I would not because mm-hmm. I am too loyal to a person I'm with. Um, and I would straight up like would not even be flirting with them once the first time I 
mend them. And therefore, I'm pretty like open and you can sense that I'm taken right from the get-go. Um, and that's where I say that like I disagree with it because it's up to a person to show that they're taken or not. Even the way you hang out and approach people, the way you act with different people, like you can be just like casually as friends. Um, and yeah, if I want to go and hang out with my guy friends that I've been friends with for a long time, mm-hmm. that's not going to stop me. Like I can go and have like a beer hang out with them, but maybe not a can candlelit dinner yeah i i think that all of that like theoretically makes sense and i agree with and like i i feel like i wish i could be the person who's like actually fuck that i don't wish i could be that person because i have to go based off of experience and my experience leads me to believe that one-on-one situations become inappropriate very easily and then having another person there is like a protective factor so for instance like diana is grabbing a drink with this guy in a couple days and he asked her to go to this brewery with her it's not candlelit dinner it can be very casual it could be like during the day too Mm -hmm. and you know obviously she's single so she can do whatever she wants but i told her if i was in a relationship i would have to either respond with like sorry i can't make it or invite some more friends to join and so i think that is part of the sacrifice in being in a relationship is never or doing the best to your ability to never put yourself in situations that might come across as sus and I don't think that it actually has to do with trust. I think it has to do more with respect. Like, I respect my partner so much that I wouldn't even put myself in a situation that could come across as sus or create an opportunity for something that's sus, especially with drinking involved. And, you know, cheating is rampant. A lot of people cheat. It's very, very common. And I don't think anyone... mm, I think most people don't go into an interaction with the intention to cheat. But sometimes you can just get caught up in a moment. And a lot of our guy friends have previously expressed that they had feelings for us, even though we've friend-zoned them heavily. And I don't think that they would try anything. But, you know, that's a sacrifice that I think I would have to make. Yeah, I understand that point. Um... But I just think that if you from the get-go set up the boundary and you know for yourself that you are, you're loyal and your partner knows that you're very loyal too, mm-hmm. and then you would just communicate, I'm going to go grab drinks. If you want to come through, you can come through and stuff, you know, later, uh, you know, mm-hmm. it's not like that's it. It's just an exclusive hangout with me and this boy. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> the same way with like, if reverse wise if a guy my boyfriend told me that he's gonna go and have a dinner or with a girl that he um been friends with for a long time mm-hmm. i'd be like cool have fun and stuff you know it's just as long as you told me because if you didn't tell me about it that's when that's already considered cheating not sure. not like cheating but like something like it's it's sus, kind of like why are yeah. you not telling me that we're going to go and, like, hang out and just, like, one-on-one. Like, I'm okay. your girlfriend, you Okay, know? but then, question for you. Yeah. Are you okay with your boyfriend hanging out one-on-one with other straight women who are single? Yeah. 
I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. No, just just to prove my point and stuff is, like, for me, why I'm okay with it and stuff, like, yes, I will be a little jealous and I will be a little bit overthinking and stuff there. And then once he comes back home and be like, hmm, smells like a woman <laughs> or not. No, it won't be. But just, like, um, I think that. You cannot shield yourself from people around you. doesn't matter mm. if it's a one-on-one hangout or okay. a group hangout. If you want something with someone, that won't stop you. Therefore, that test is, that is in a way a test to show how much loyal they are to me. And if they do cheat and Ooh. I find it out, I'd be like, then you, will, you were never with me right. and for me because I'm loyal and I know that once I choose, that's why I'm peaky when I'm choosing a significant other. Hmm. Once I choose you, I'm choosing you. And I'm going to be there with you and I'm going to be there for you. Like I'm for my girlfriend. For sure. I wholeheartedly disagree with that though. Because <laughs> it reminds me of Temptation Island. It's like, if you guys have seen that reality show, it's all these couples go together to this island to, like, test their relationship. And they're like, if I'm truly loyal and this is the person for me, of course I would not cheat. But when you put yourself in certain circumstances and scenarios and when there's alcohol involved, it's like these situations just end up happening. And human beings are human beings. People are horny and, like, I mean, it wouldn't happen so frequently if it wasn't so easy to happen but it's just like when you're dieting if you don't have any junk food in the house you're not going to eat any junk food or you're really going to have to go out of your way to get it it's the same thing in my opinion with these situations if you never set yourself up in a date-like situation date-like things won't happen and for me too I have been in confusing scenarios before where it's gone both ways, situations where the guy thinks that we're on a date and I'm like, oh, no, we're just hanging out. Or situations where I think I'm on a date with a guy and he's like, oh, no, we're just friends. Like, I have a girlfriend. Mm. I've also been the girl that guys have cheated on their girlfriend with without me knowing that they were in a relationship, I will have you say, because I respect relationships. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's it happens. <laughs> Yeah, I know, but it's just like, let's break it down why, why cheating happens. Also, okay. You know. Okay. And, like, let's talk about that. Like, why does the cheating happens? Did you in the first place? Yeah. Like, did did you not find something in me and your world going and looking for something and right. stuff? You know, something different. We're uh-huh. looking for a thrill. Uh-huh. We can spice it up. Like, come and talk to me about it you know and that's where right. i'm always ending up being and that's where i ended up being doing our pillow talk is come and talk to me about it it's fine come and talk to her about it come and talk to him about it what about if, not just cheating other things that don't what if don't they disagree involve. though like what if your partner's fantasy is something that you're not open to doing then find the middle ground and respect each other if you can all find the middle ground. That's because true. there are some respect. things that uh-huh. she, she is not agreeing to and he's not agreeing to. Therefore, mm-hmm. be like, okay, you're not agreeing to this, I'm not agreeing to this. Yeah. We're dropping this. Relationship is compromise. It's hard. Relationship mm-hmm. never been easy. And I don't like that we're just making this, oh, cheating always happens. Like, common things like, oh, cheated. Well, that was typical. And uh-huh. stuff, you know, or being like, oh, another example. Like it's normalizing very, it. Yeah, and it's very irrelevant to cheating. But still, like, f- uh, 
No, kind of is. It's like a lot of the times people cheat because they like had a huge fight or something without one significant other they had they're mm. with, right? And so right. like they go out, they want to like thrill or they want to you know like do something that will hurt their partner and stuff. And I was like, um, why are we normalizing fights? too like mm. i guess like i didn't like curve it right away right now and stuff into it but i'm like stop normalizing fighting between the couples and like mm-hmm. when fighting i'm saying like fight like big fights and stuff uh-huh. um or even small fights start talking about having healthy communication we always emphasize a lot of romanticism around toxicity mm-hmm. and around like you know how you know how dominant or how submissive are you and other things and stuff so i think it's like you gotta go deeper into the root of the problem i think there is a problem cheating is not something that's just like oh i woke up and i decided to be violent so (laughs) i woke up and chose violence Mm -hmm. um okay so you think that cheating is like a manifestation of a problem within the relationship yeah and instead of going and cheating come and talk with that person hmm I think that in an ideal world that happens, but usually <laughs> yeah, it doesn't. Dana, you're just a delusional. <laughs> um, I mean, just just coming from someone who's been in two long-term relationships, yeah. neither of which had cheating involved, but um, it's definitely hard. You have to learn how to fight with your partner. And what I mean by learn how to fight is learn how to have a discussion, adult discussion where you disagree which is a normal yeah. part of life. I, me and Diana disagree right now. Yeah, that's what I was about to bring. I was like, we're disagreeing, but we're yeah. not fighting. Yeah. And I'm not trying to push my ideal on you. And mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, I, I respect that. Yeah, because we hella respect each other. Yeah. and that So that's like, you know, the basis of a relationship. But I want to make this recommendation. Me and my ex-boyfriend, we never had a fight where we raised our voices at each other in two and a half years which is pretty good, even when we were having issues towards the end. Um, I credit this to my um, <laughs> just getting quiet when I'm upset and not talking. That helps. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's not, it's not a great way to do it. But sometimes you do need a moment to think about how you're feeling and make sure you don't say something you don't mean. Mm-hmm. Um, but we started doing this thing where when we had something we like really disagreed on or a tough topic to talk through or we were upset at each other, we were going to walk mm-hmm. and all of a sudden it was like so successful because you don't have to look straight at each other, which sometimes when you're upset is really hard to do. And you are surrounded by other people, which has like <laughs> that public pressure to, you know, stay calm and remain normal and um there's also like this movement of energy instead of energy like getting trapped in the room and mm-hmm. you know i'm not very spiritual or anything but like i don't know there's something about like when you're both pissed off like the whole energy of the room just seems dark yeah and so and plus you have like the endorphins of walking around and fresh air and sunlight and all of that so next time you're fighting with your partner or someone like do a walk and talk situation yeah, and I think like one of the other things to prevent the fights and prevent the fe- and the cheating too. Talk about boundaries. Mm-hmm. If you know, as like just to segue back into what we started to talk about. If my partner told me, 
And I think that's what we talked about mm. with you also. If my partner yeah, yeah. told me, come up to me and told me that he's not comfortable with talking, and like for me talking with this person or me going out just one-on-one with another, you know, hetero guy mm-hmm. um, for a reason of he's feeling insecure or other reasons, but a good, mm-hmm. reasonable It's reasons. okay to feel insecure. Yeah, and that's fine. Like, mm-hmm. being vulnerable about their feelings, then, of course, I will stop. I'm yeah. not going to be just like, no, my life is my life. Yeah, I, sure. won't, I won't go out by myself, but I'll be like, do you want to come? And we'll invite our other friends then. Yeah. And stuff, or being like, if you don't just don't want me to see, to be around that person, just like, let's talk about it. Why? Again, sure. everything comes to conversations. Yeah. That sets you up in a good place, I think, though. If, if you have those discussions in advance, you do, like, preventative care. <laughs> <laughs> um, definitely. And, yeah, like, I guess for me, from the jump, my boundary is that my boyfriend doesn't have any one-on-one heterosexual relationships with females. You can totally have female friends. Just it's going to be a group situation. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I... I think that I was going to say that I don't think that that means I trust him less. Do you think that there is you can 100% trust your partner ever? <laughs> is that dark to ask? Um <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's literally not on the script. I love it. <laughs> I just thought of that. Um I think I want to be delusional and I want to trust. <laughs> and it's only because I know I'm judging it by myself, like, based on how, how I would act. Mm-hmm. And I know that when there's a situation that, are, like, will get me into, like, cheating or something like that, I won't be in that situation from the first starters. So just to answer your question, I think in my case, yes, you can. But be prepared that, you know, anything can go because we're all human beings. So yeah. it's not like, don't emphasize for me personally, like, don't emphasize on cheating or can I trust, can I not trust, but more emphasize on, like, the good parts of relationship instead of focusing on the bads all the time. And then once it happened, like, have it in your mind, like, yeah, well, when your car breaks and you're like, well, frustrating, but it happened. The same way hmm. it's like, yeah, frustrating, it happened, but now it shows me that if I decided to live with this person for long term and have a family with them, they would not be able to stay loyal to me or, you know, children. Right. They have any. Right. You know, how people live with relationships and, like, when they're married and everything else. Not everyone is this evil and black and white. There's always someone gray. Right. And to be fair, I don't think cheating is evil necessarily like as I mean I view cheating different than a lot of people and I don't think it's as I've said before I don't think it's the worst thing you could do um yeah I don't think I can ever 100% trust uh my boyfriend maybe 99% (laughs) that's a lot I think I was thinking like 90 at first well yeah But, but that's something, I don't like, I, I don't focus much well, about. Well, here's the thing that, that stops me from trusting men 100%. Oh, don't not trust men 100%. Well, trust, <laughs> trusting a partner is that I think that certain people 
certain guys, especially as we get older and guys have been in multiple relationships before they date us, um, I see how guys have been caught up on their ex. Oh. They'll do things with their ex that they would never do. Like, there's something about when a man falls, like, deeply in love that he will never not love that girl. Yeah, I'm. It's like it reminds me of a Twilight when the what's his Bella name? Edward and Prince. No, wait, Taylor no. Lutner and Prince on Bella's daughter. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> um, but that's a different story. And no, I was like, that's what's just like they're like imprinting on someone. Yeah, and they're never going. It away. feels like it. Honestly, they're so caught up for like and romanticize the f out of it. And that's where like I'm not okay with it because like I mean. Meredith and I both have people who are like that towards us and we love them dearly and to death mm-hmm. but and like we love having them around us but we don't share the same feeling like romantic feelings towards them like they do to us but also I don't think girls are so caught up on their exes yeah at least girls are not so caught up on their exes that they can be dating yeah, another girl <laughs> and still dreaming about the not just girls but like human beings yeah yeah, and that's why guys cheating, I think, is worse, actually, than girls uh. cheating. <laughs> Controversial opinion. Okay, but here, here's why. is because guys are typically the pursuers, right? And girls are being pursued. So if a guy is cheating, that means that he's actively pursuing someone. Girls are used to being pursued all the time and saying no. So if you're a guy cheating on your on your girlfriend, um, that means that you're actively pursuing another girl versus when a girl is cheating, she just kind of like gave in, I guess, to the pursuit. Maybe that's not better actually as I'm saying it out loud. But my point is the guy goes out of his way. The girl's just existing through her life. Yeah, but I can see it the other way around. Some, sometimes too. it's the other way. Yeah. Um, yeah. But that's like, Speaking heteronormatively. Yeah. <laughs> Trigger warning. Please. <laughs> I, I don't know. But I think it's like... The reason why I think... I would... I don't want to say like I fully agree. But also I do agree it feels worse. Because it's been so normalized that guys just go and like... Like hoe around... Mm-hmm. Even while having a girlfriend. And that's where I'm like, you are... She's emotionally invested in you. But it can go both ways, you know? She's emotionally invested in you. But we, again, as a society, normalizing that guys are going to be guys. They can go and fuck around versus girls. Um, they think with their heads instead of their dicks. You know? Well, so, sometimes I think with my dick... Yeah, you know, I'm not talking about us. Oh. <laughs> uh, no, but I think it's a, it's a controversial topic. Yeah. Um, but I do think that it feels worse when guys are cheating um, on a girl versus a girl cheating on a guy. But it's only because, you know, I've never been a guy. I wouldn't know. <laughs> um yeah. I don't know. I don't have too much opinion about this. Like, I think it can go both ways. So what if, like, you know, a guy is super... What, is it, what did we just call it? 
imprinted on a girl and that girl goes in and cheats i'm like at this point just go and end up your relationship just talk about this like god damn it okay, guys. dude i i hear that all the time though and i just want to push back on that a little bit because she's like i'm tired of you Diana. well no so people all the time they're like why would someone ever cheat why don't you just break up if you really want to fuck someone else and and that makes sense like that sentiment makes a lot of sense but I think a lot of cheating ends up being um, when people are, like, more deeply in a relationship. Like, the relationship's been complicated by children or living together or your family's being intertwined now or all this history you have together. And, like, you couldn't just, like, you could just break that off to fuck someone else. But, like, is it's not usually the case. It's like, yeah, if you're in like a two, three month, four month relationship and it's like, oh, I want to fuck other people, like, uh, yeah, you can just break that off real easily. Cheating becomes more complicated. And I think the reason that people cheat is because they want to play out some fantasy or something, something, they want some excitement, essentially. And humans are novelty-seeking by nature. And we get bored of the same person, especially, um, you know, men biologically have been spreaders of the seed. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, they do have a biological drive to do that. Of course, we have our prefrontal cortex that should prevent you from behaving like a neanderthal <laughs> but um at the same time like i don't know i i've been more understanding of cheating as i learn more and more through my education as a future couples therapist and i don't know it, it's it's definitely a topic i think about a lot because it's going to be something i'm going to navigate with couples i'm sure that there's going to be a lot of couples that end up in my um uh, therapy room because of one partner cheated and then how are we going to move forward after that it's definitely going to be different for every couple but um with that being said it's just something i think about like all the time (laughs) even though like you're like team single (laughs) (laughs) no i think it's it's interesting i think every single person is going to have their intake on it um as we talked about before again talking people just talk you have a mouth for a reason um we have created languages for a reason that's for communication therefore communication better be better uh-huh. anyways i cannot emphasize that enough but again it's like cheated why you, was he were you not like you know getting that excitement from me do you let's work on it yeah you know? yeah yeah and that's what we'll i'll go through eventually with the couples but um i have a question for you Mm -hmm. here's another phrase that gets thrown around all the time Mm. once a cheater always a cheater do we agree or disagree oh i was not prepared for this (laughs) do you have an opinion for it right now yeah um what do you think well i think what i think okay I don't agree with it um, because I I think it just dep- it depends on the cheating. If you were someone who cheated one time or two times with like random people 
Or were you, like, serial cheating, like, had, like, a secret second relationship or something? Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I I don't want to say that people will always do anything because people change. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess you could also further the question by saying, like, would you date someone that you know or they opened up to you that they have cheated in the past? Hmm. Well, I think as you said, like, it depends on what kind of cheating that was. And right. And what situation it was, too. If they kept on cheating, I would not date someone like that. But if they cheated once and there's an explanation to it, I think I would give it a shot. But once, if they would cheat on me, that's when I would be like, well, I have chosen this path. Mm. Um, and so, you know, but I think that people deserve, you know, like redemption unless it was something that is like unforgivable, unforgivable. Like fucking um, your best friend. Yeah. Like that's why I'm like, oh my God, like both of you are done. <laughs> like yeah. in my situation. Yeah. It's like that's... your best friend. You know? Oh God. That's honestly the worst situation ever. Oh no. Yeah. But when it comes to like that, I would say, yeah, again, it's like why, what was happening? What's the setting? And then yeah. what are you feeling now? What's mm-hmm. happening? What was the train of thought there? And blah 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 and just agree as i again set a boundary being mm-hmm. like hey like if you if for example he or she you know cheated on that person because the other person was very like manipulative and everything else and they just weren't like able to get out of a relationship and they had the this person who cheated um they just needed some warmth and you know like sexual drive in the moment kind of thing then be like okay like what was happening you know let's talk about it and let's set a boundary that mm. once you're feeling that way and if i'm being that way like talk to me about it you know yeah i do like your take on like the preventative aspects of things and having the discussion trying to have the discussions before they mm-hmm. happen which is probably going to feel uncomfortable and weird in the moment but yeah. it is good yeah it's good to have um like a what if procedures in place um I was going to say, I was thinking about this for myself. Like, would I date someone who told me that they've cheated before? I think I probably would. I think it it would depend for me on, I guess, my perception of how honest they were when they told me about it. Mm -hmm. Like, do I find out later that you left some parts out of the story when you originally told me? Or Mm -hmm. did you frame it to make it look like you weren't the bad guy situation? Like, I think if the person was, like, as honest and remorseful as possible, then I probably would be more down with it because I'm just a big honesty person and there's yeah I mean Diana knows my demon time thoughts there's <laughs> there's a lot of crazy shit that I think sometimes and do I act on it no, no. but like I don't know some t- talking it out with like that level of honesty can be really helpful yeah. and I'm I'm more interested in honesty than someone who makes zero mistakes in their life yeah the other the one situation that like i'm not gonna date that person like mm-hmm. that's just a red flag all through through is oh my god and it happened to both you and i is when oh god, what? a guy tells me it's or a guy mm-hmm. <laughs> flirts with me comes out 
and comes out as like single mm-hmm. and then once something happens or something like that or I somehow figure out that they have a a girlfriend and I have never known about it. Like nothing happened serious, but oh, it, and then they're like, yeah. "We're gonna break. I'm gonna break up with that girlfriend." Or, "Oh, the relationship oh. is a, no. The relationship is a so-so. Like you know, and eh, like it's gonna break soon." And I'm yeah. like, "No. The fact is, you're still with your girlfriend, and the yeah. fact is, you never told me about it. That's gonna be a repetitive cycle. Be, uh, what if something is not right in our relationship? So you're just going to give up like that and you're never going to tell me that you have been like, you know, flirting around. It's almost worse because it's like you were going to break up anyway because you're saying the relationship is bad. But you decided, nah, I won't do it yet. I'll just hurt her on my way out. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, what's the logic behind that? I don't understand. I mean, I think it's a lot of bitch boy energy. No. <laughs> also it's like if they would come up to me like oh like it's like so so and so i was like no no i'm not going with it yeah it's definitely not yeah this was actually very recently used against me there was a guy who was saying that his relationship wasn't going well and insinuating that like cheating would be totally fine because they were going to break up so soon anyway And it was so strange that I had to be the one to draw the line and say, like, listen, you're not going to want to, like, you're the one that's going to have to live with this decision afterwards. Mm -hmm. Not me. Um, You know, I'm single. I can do whatever I want. So I had to be the one to draw the line and the boundary. And that just, it looks so badly. It looks so bad on him. That it made me so unattracted to him that, like, he was willing to do that and say those things for what? I don't know. (laughs) So, yeah, it's It's unacceptable. Yeah, if they come up to me, they say anything like that, I'm like, I don't want to talk with you. No. Yeah. Um, I value your relationship. Yeah. I, value, you I know, value loyalty. And dude, if you're you, not fucking loyal. That's what's out. crazy, too, about that response is, like, my response of declining <laughs> that man um, was that, like, it only makes the person more attracted to you because they yeah. just watched you demonstrate your values in a situation where you didn't have to. Yeah. And so they're like, damn, that's a really good person. She's really cool. Yeah. And and then you look terrible, mm. um, which is funny. And I feel like they come back to you even harder. But at that point, you already blew it. Yeah. For us, I mean, I don't know. I, we can't speak on what every girl is into, but yeah. it, we're talking in terms of someone that you might consider something more serious with. Yeah, and I think, like, that's one of the biggest things. It's, like, relationship, as we talked about, it's a lot of sacrifices. Mm-hmm. You do a lot of emotional sacrifices, mm-hmm. a lot of... You're putting a lot of time and energy into it, and time yeah. is has no value. It's just so, like... It's invaluable. Invaluable, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I am choosing wisely who I am dating or who I'm going out with. That's why we're still single. (laughs) Yeah, like, that's why we're still single. I'm not going to be hopping around in relationships. I'd rather stay single and get comfortable with it. I'm so comfortable in my singleness. Yeah. So now, once I see you or once you're trying to approach me, you'll have to show me what do you add in because I will add in a lot and we can talk about all those things also, but 
don't know, I need you to be more mature than just being on a whim going left and right after like any skirt you see. And I need you to be a bit more, <laughs> you know, mature and carry yourself out with the higher values than just being a little bitch boy. Okay? And remember, boys, girls like girls now. Oh, yeah, they do. <laughs> and you never know, you might be on a date with a girl and some other girl will steal her from you. Oh, <laughs> this happens yeah. in Los Angeles a lot. <laughs> well, it happened to me. T- well, I, no one got stolen. I didn't. But me and Meredith always have girls that are like, hitting at us or like having crushes on us and it's flattering no dude i'm talking about literally the guy is out on a date with a girl and the girl is that like say they're at a club or whatever or at a bar together and another girl will approach the girl girl. that he's on a date with and then she'll leave the other girl she will steal his date yep that happens now men you have driven us to this yep (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So be careful. Be careful. Yeah. And also, like, as I say, all the time, reflect on yourself. Reflect on what you want from a relationship. Don't get into a relationship before you know what you want from the relationship and how it works. Yeah. So if you have, like, a height requirement. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds to me like you have one. Um... Mm. What's uh, what's what's the height requirement? It's six foot and up. Oh, mm, mm. six foot and up. Mm-hmm. That's not asking. Ideally, for too much. taller. Yeah, taller. I want my kids to take over the NBA. Yeah, yeah. I want some pro volleyball players. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to further the American Olympic team. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, sounds like you're going to have a bunch of popping out. Huh? I'm going to create the entire team. <laughs> Hit me up if you're tall. <laughs> uh, I'm going to be here. Oh, gosh. Um, well, I think that's it for us. Yeah. Um, this yeah. is kind of wholesome. Yeah, like, I mean, this is a good conversation. I feel like we... We discussed some opinions. There are some good stories, and we're probably canceled at this point. Yeah, we are. Just remember, everything in this was satire. Satire. Yeah, no, no, no things actually happened. It was just all satire. Yeah, it's all an illusion, and you listening to this was an illusion, also. (laughs) We're all just floating around in the metaverse, (laughs) looking for an NFT. Okay, you you have a good whatever. Bye, guys. Uh, Don't forget to girl boss gaslight and gatekeep. On God and all, period. Sheesh. Sheesh. Bye. Bye.